The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy and CDW. Have you along, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Bears All Access this week, brought to you by IGS Energy with my broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM, Mr. Tom Thayer, your Super Bowl Bear. Good to have you alongside. Tommy, how are you doing tonight? Jeff, I'm doing good. You know, it seems like each week I start the show by saying one will one work. We are one week closer <laughs> to everything, you know, a lot of decisions that need to be made in the NFL. And before we on the air, I kind of asked you, you know, who who is the most interesting person that's been released this week? Not the free agents, but the release. Because, you know, I was thinking of the two offensive linemen from Kansas City, Mitchell Schwartz and Fisher, that have been released. I think this year, unlike any others, it's it, it affects when you were injured and if you were going to be cut. With both of those guys having back, one with the back surgery, one with the Achilles tear, I think it's is a huge factor in this year in guys getting released. Well, yeah, but just in terms of just trimming trimming cash, that that uh, has to get out of that salary cap uh, in six days. So I think that's a, a an equally big part of it. But yeah, you think about it, neither of those two guys are on the field for the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, right? And, but you know, in a normal scenario, if the salary cap was risen, there's two guys that they would rehab through their program. Now there's uncertainty for each of those players, but they probably have a better indication of what the status is. And I don't mean to dwell on the Kansas City yeah. offensive lineman. I mean for veterans as a whole in the NFL. All right, Jim Miller, our guest as always each week. Big Jim Miller back with us from SiriusXM NFL Radio, moving the chains with Pat Kerwin off his ship and over to ours for a few segments tonight. Big Jim, how you feeling tonight? I'm doing great. Hey, I missed you guys last week. Yeah. Had something to take care of, but <laughs> it worked out well, and it's always good to be with you guys. And, yeah, here this is the fun stuff. Nothing ever ends in the National Football League. There's always something to talk about, and as free agency approaches, teams getting their cap numbers down, all those things, there's this, man, it's going to be so much fun. And it's different coming off the, obviously, with the salary cap uh, going down. Team, There are some good guys getting released by, by teams around the NFL. I mean, there were some big ones uh, today, as, as Tom just mentioned, and there will be more tomorrow and through the weekend. Right. Six days from now, it all gets going, and the new league year gets underway, and the cap uh, must be met. Uh, 182 and a half, depending on if you have some leftover cash from last year, that puts the Bears at just over 190 for the salary cap. Let me take care of some business before we move on here. It's going to be a shortened show tonight. We've got a 45-minute version. Bulls basketball against Philadelphia 76ers in town tonight. We'll turn it over to Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington. Uh, to get you guys Bulls ball out of the All-Star break. Mike Rankin is our producer tonight, as well as Jordan Trudup and Dan Barilli for helping us out as well. Our Bears guest tonight will be an assistant coach, a new one for the Bears, and that'll be our inside linebackers coach, Bill McGovern. We'll talk to him coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, you mentioned, you know, and you've been saying it, Jim, for a while now, the teams, it's got to be the Saints right at the top of the list. They, they let go, uh, or will, Janoris Jenkins, They've let go some others, and there's still a lot to be done with that that franchise right there. And the Bears, you know, the same coming up here soon. You know, the the rumors out there and the reports that Bobby Massey and we already know about uh, Buster Screen. Yeah. And, you know, the team, the Bears currently are, are over, so they're going to have to do uh, some more things from that standpoint. But you're right, the, the Saints, 
and there there's some big names that they had to you know they really stay with Janoris Jenkins and they've got more work to do they're still around 30 million over the cap the Rams are now the worst team I mean <laughs> think about New Orleans when they started that's they were over 150 million over the cap I mean, so there's a lot of work to be done, whether it's Drew Brees and the other players there. They're going to have to restructure some players' contracts. That'll continue uh, for them to get that cap number down. And, and the Rams, I think, are just going to have some flat-out tough decisions. Like Michael Brockers, who's a good player, I think they're just going to flat just have to get rid of him. Because, um, you know, once that March 17th, that 4 p.m. hits, all these teams – have to be under the salary cap. That is by rule how it is, and nobody wants to get dinged or anything like that. And and t- teams like it that way. You know, it's they they have to make adjustments because the cap has gone down. But you hear about the new TV contracts. Probably four years from now, every, it's going to blow wow. everybody's minds what yeah. the salary cap will be. Um, but the the owners like it because it's a hard cap. It's a hard caps are fixed cost, and so it's a it's a level playing field and. Yes, they're going to take a hit, and the NFLPA and the owners have agreed that they're going to spread this loss over because there was a $4 billion loss this year, $4 billion. So they're going to try and spread this out, and then when these new TV contracts kick in, they'll start to make hay, and you'll see the salary cap if everything is is fortunate and there's no more viruses or anything like that. It should have a steady growth and a really a big explosion here in the next four years. That's Jim Miller with Todd Fair. I'm Jeff Joniak. We'll take our first break. Uh, coming up, we'll be joined by the Bears' new inside linebackers coach at the bottom of the hour, Bill McGovern. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, and Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback. We're brought to you by IGS Energy. Good to have you alongside. And choose clean energy for your home at IGS.com because every good choice adds up to a better world. Fellas, a lot going on. You're going to hear signings. You're going to hear restructures around the league, including the Bears. And also you got the Pro Days getting underway. Northwestern had their big one this week. A lot of attendance there. Uh, and also uh, – just now on social media, on Twitter, uh, the Tribune's Brad Biggs reporting the Bears uh, have agreed to terms with Cairo Santos. So that puts an end to all the kicking conversation. Uh, he had a terrific year, franchise record of consecutive kicks. Uh, Brad reporting that it's a five-year, $16 million deal with a max value of 17 and a half. So there you go. One of the first shoes to drop in terms of what the Bears are going to do with their roster, Tom and Jim. Hey, I'm happy for him. He deserves it. He's a hardworking kid that really endeared himself to the Bears fans, even though they weren't in the stands. And I think inside the locker room made some really difficult kicks. And when it was judgment day and some of the harsher conditions that the Bears faced throughout the end of the season, he he lived up to everything that was asked of him. So I'm happy for a guy that things work out and builds confidence throughout the year. Nice percentage, 93, over 93% last year, 2 of 3, over 50, 9 of 10, 40 of 49. And I'll say it th- this way because there was a lot of bad kicking around the NFL, and, and Kyrie really had a good year. He was steady for the Bears, and you just wonder, granted the Bears traded to, to with the Raiders to pick up Eddie Pinero. I'm wondering if Eddie could be a bargaining chip because this looks like this could potentially solidify that Santos is going to be the kicker uh, for the Bears. But there were a lot of teams that struggled with their kicking game, and maybe maybe uh, a Ryan, uh, excuse me, Ryan Pace could maybe acquire another pick if somebody was interested in Eddie Pinero. Also, you know, when it becomes official from the organization again, this is Brad Biggs's uh, story. Um, 
it couldn't happen to a nicer guy, number one. A guy who worked mm-hmm. through a lot of uh, personal battles to get to where he mm-hmm. is back with the Bears because he was a record-setting kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs fellas. So he, he right. had the excellence, then he had the injury, and it took longer than he wanted it to, obviously, to get through it. But to kick 27 in a row in, as you say, Tom, some tough situations, and anybody who kicks – well enough to handle Soldier Field and its trickiness. You know, you got to give him a, a tip of the cap. To this day, Robbie Gold's the best Soldier Field kicker of all time, and dealing with that over a long period of time, got to know that place so well. Uh, but Cairo Santos is uh, fit right in to the Chicago Bears. Right. You know, the thing, the thing about his perseverance is, you know, rarely do you get a, a big chance like that um, as unless you can measure up to the competition that they're going to set before you as a kicker. And what they set before Cairo is other people coming into the mix, kicking out there under a lot of pressure because of what's happened to the Bears in the last couple of years with the kicker. I just like to see what he was able to persevere. And like you said, he's a quality guy, and he de- he deserves the opportunity to flourish. And, Jim, the, the operation involved, too, with Patrick O'Donnell, Patrick Scales, they're both free agents as well. They've been able to get those guys back year after year. Is that also an important aspect of this right now, to get them back? Yeah, I, yeah, I would think so. I, I think you want to keep that trio together. I, I really do. I mean – you know, granted, they'll be able to see what they're worth in, in, is in free agency, but, you know, the market's going to be tough now because teams are so salary cap uh, strapped right now. There's kind of the haves and the haves not. So I think for them it would be nice to get, keep them all together. Um, you know, they'll continue to work, but, you know, how many games are decided by a, by a field goal? You know, they're, they're so important uh, to this game. And I just think that's a good signing because, you know, I've talked to other kickers. I know you guys have talked to Patrick Manley and other specialists that, that come on here. Chicago, going in Soldier Field, it psychs you out. I remember talking to Jason Hansen of the Detroit Lions, and he said, for whatever reason, he goes, a lot of kickers are just psyched out before they even go into Chicago because it, it is kind of a, a mentally challenging area just the wind coming off the lake and how it is and how it can swirl in in that stadium and they kind of just psych themselves out and once you've got a guy that has the confidence whether it's a Robbie Gold or Cairo Santos that feels that they can they've got it down pat I mean absolutely this is a great resigning for the Bears I always felt when I hear, heard kick any stadium if you if you're going you know at the combine or whatever uh, and, and get the young kickers when they start thinking or talking about the wind granted they get asked about it first but then if it becomes a repetitive theme you know that there could be a, a little bit of issue right there and trust value because you, you really you got to negotiate it, but you can't dwell on it. Well, you know what, too, is natural surfaces to all kickers puts a dynamic into their head, and now you have to include your plant foot. So if you don't have a secure plant foot, you're rarely going to be able to be an accurate kicker. And I think because of the, play, the playing surface of Soldier Field, that lingers in the mind of all AstroTurf and sports field kickers in the league. All right, I, you know I've been reading uh, a lot of these uh, former NFL execs, Jim. Oh, and you've talked mm-hmm. to them, I'm sure, on, on your shows on SiriusXM. But you know, I keep hearing, seeing Joe Banner, Joe Banner, who was with the Eagles for so many years, keeps talking about the smart teams will take advantage of this particular unique opportunity here in 2021. Is that fair regarding? What's about to happen here in the cuts and some big names, as we've alluded to at the top of the show? Yeah, I talked to Michael Bidwell, uh, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals. He came on with us uh, last week, and 
he thinks that there is going to be, and he's not the only one. There are other general managers uh, that we've talked to, like Stephen Jones yesterday, the CEO of the Cowboys. They they believe there's going to be a seismic shift of talent in the NFL with the players moving on. You know, because like I said, you've got half the league that has big time salary cap money. You know, teams like Jacksonville, teams like the Jets. I mean, these teams have well over eighty million dollars of cap space where they're sitting right now, and then you got a team like the Rams. Who uh, they're still in the hole, they're they're over right. the cap thirty two million dollars. I get all that, sign? but wait. they can't they can't sign anybody. I get all that, but when you you talk about like what is your definition of smart, both of you guys in this situation for an NFL front office? Well, I think if you want a guy, you go after him. But I I think it, probably the best example, well, for former Chicago Bear scout, uh, how about Chris Ballard last year? Remember how everybody was saying, man, look at how patient he was. Man, he, he made the big trade and got to Forrest Buckner, and they gave him a big deal. And they had the cap space to do it. But he was he was smart in not making the big splash. And then the market started to come down, and the market started to come to him, and he had he had the money available to now sign a whole bunch of players. He brings in Xavier Rhodes and signs all these uh, free agents for reasonable contracts because uh, these players need work, and the, and the money was drying up. And I, I thought – Chris Ballard did just a tremendous job last year for the Indianapolis Colts and how physically prudent they were in, in their spending. And I think that's the, the key part about it. You, you, just, you never want to overspend. You know, even Jerry Jones admitted today about the, the money that he paid for Dak Prescott. He says, he, he goes, I overpay for the, the most special things in my life. And Dak had the leverage, and they knew they had to resign him. And, and Dak actually benefited, even though the salary camp went down. Dak got a better deal than what he did last year. You know, one thing I'm going to do is, I'm first of all, if I'm a GM, I'm going to look at my own roster. I'm going to look at what guys are developing in a talent position where they can compete for a starting position with a cheap salary. So I'll bring. So you got a guy like Rashad Coward. Rashad Coward showed that he has the ability to go out there and, and compete at offensive guard and offensive tackle. And then you have the salary of a guy like Bobby Massey. So, first of all, the decisions I'm going to make are with the guys that are on my own roster that are stepping up to a competitive position. And then I'm going to go look at for a veteran that's willing to take a little bit of a pay cut to be on a good team and compete for a starting position. Fellas, we got to step away for another break. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Bill McGovern, the Bears' new inside linebackers coach. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon, Anthony Adams, and Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 1035 on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. My broadcast partner top there, former Bears quarterback Jim Miller from Sirius XM NFL Radio, moving the chains, joining us as we break down Bears football heading into what is an important week to get down to the salary cap. Also, Jim, a lot of pro days going on right now. Uh, any catch your attention so far? Northwestern had a big draw uh, with uh, their, their offensive lineman and cornerback. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the Clemson uh, workout that uh, included uh, a lot of great players right there. Texas today as well. Anything stick out? Um, yeah, I, I think Clemson, the two receivers down there are good. Cornwell uh, Powell, he's a really good player. Amari Rogers, I saw both of them at the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl. Amari Rogers is a really good player, too. Also, their offensive lineman, that Jackson, he he was the blind side for Trevor Lawrence, but 
And, and Tom, I know you'll watch him on tape, but this guy's legit 6'5", 345 pounds. He's probably going to be a power guard in the NFL. He'll probably be on a, on a team that runs a lot of gap scheme stuff, like a Baltimore. Baltimore runs a lot of gap scheme, uh, but I, I like him. He's a good power guard. And that's the thing is this year's draft – there's, there's not as, it's not as deep as the tackle draft, tack at the t- position of tackle as in previous years. A lot of these tackles will kick in the guard, like Jackson, who I just mentioned from from Clemson. There's got a lot of guys like that in this draft. You know, I'm interested to see throughout the pro days this year. Is I don't, I think um, when you go to the combine and you're there with a couple of hundred other guys, and then you're lining up for the forty, or you're getting underneath the bench, there's a lot of motivation, a lot of adrenaline flowing in the room. I'm interested to see the forty times of the fastest players this year if they match up to the fastest guys in the past, because I think when you're running a forty by yourself, just around a bunch of scouts at a pro day, it is not as motivating. It's it's not as adrenaline filled. It's not as competitive as when you're at the combine. So it'll it'll be interesting to you know when you see some of these numbers off of these top tier guys, if they're going to live up to what's expected of them from the past guys. Interestingly, for me, Jim and Tom is yes, you're right about that. And it's not now. It's not standardized now. That's it. You know, that's the one thing everybody says. Well, why do you why do you got to do the combine in Indianapolis? Well, it's the same surface for everybody. Everybody does the same work under the same eyeballs. So now you have a measuring stick that goes back decades, and that's the trick. And and you look at the weightlifting competition even now. Whether that stuff matters or not to the to the average person, uh, I think it's the competitive juices. Find out what's what's making a guy tick because the last few years, Jim and Tom, mm. they had it available to the fans. It was the rowdiest part of the combine in Indianapolis. Yeah. I'm seeing some early returns here. You wonder what some of the guys, and I don't know if some of these guys are opt-outs or not, and I'm not talking about offensive linemen or defensive linemen. I'm talking about backs and receivers doing four reps or three reps or six reps. Are they getting the the kind of training that they've been used to? Well, that tells well, me everything you need. To, you know, one one thing real quick, Jim, is when I look mm-hmm. at the weightlifting competition, it's not necessarily who's going to do the most. It's who's going to do a number that shows me they're investing themselves in the weight room. And if I see a guy that lays on the bench, and whether he's 350 pounds or 150 pounds, in the number of reps, the number of um, competitive time in the weight room, that tells me something about the player. Yeah, the big Georgia offensive line, Ben uh, Cleveland, is supposed to do over. Uh, he's trying to break the record. The record is 49 to 225. He's trying to, he thinks he can get over uh, 50. But much like Tom just talked about, the cautionary tale is this. Um, and probably everybody should have known it because his father was a really good player in the NFL. Orlando Brown. People forget Orlando mm-hmm. Brown, who's probably going to get traded for, uh, he is a right tackle for Baltimore Ravens. They moved him over to left tackle due to the injury to Ronnie Stanley. He benched the bench six times. So everybody, to Tom's point, Tom's saying, everybody's saying, oh, he's lazy, he doesn't work hard, he's not invested. But if you put on the tape, he's a legit player. He's already gone to two Pro Bowls, and now he potentially may be traded because he wants to play left tackle. There are exceptions to the rule like that, but for the most, the point that Tom, everybody's sitting home on, you have to show that you're working at this, that you're invested, that it's important to you, and when you can do those certain benchmark numbers really obviously makes teams, GMs, coaches feel a lot better about you and why Orlando Brown dropped to third round in the draft. There's no way he's a third-round tackle. No way, but he did. 
Well, today the Texas uh, tackle Samuel Cosme, 36 reps uh, on the bench. And you got to give a, a shout-out to Pat Fitzgerald of the Northwestern program, Tom. Uh, first of all, tremendous environment, big draw, and his guys really did some, some really good, impressive work with Sean Slater, the, the tackle who opted out of 2020 uh, and was in great shape, ran a 4.9. He's got long arms, big dude, going to be a first round, uh, likely a tackle there. And Greg Newsom, the cornerback, ran a four three a four three nine forty, and is a highly thought of corner. He he boldly says, "I think I'm the best," and that's what you want to hear. You know what's going to be different for me this year, Jeff, is the guys that are coming out of college. You always expect that year of growth for them. When I see a guy, when I gonna see a guy for the first time, in Eddie Goldman, who's um, who's a pro but sat out that year, I also need to see inter- indicators on a, a what he's been doing in the last year. So you have college guys that are around the system. They're around a big support system. But then when you have some of the NFL guys that did opt out, I think they're going to go through some of the same evaluation they did maybe as a senior in college after coming back and seeing are they plug and play or do we need to get you back in shape? Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak, Tom there with you on Bears All Access. Coming up in moments, Bill McGovern, the Bears inside linebackers coach, on a shortened version tonight of Bears All Access. All right, so uh, the Bears using uh, what is available to them as provided by the collective bargaining agreement, franchise tag Allen Robinson. Uh, I'm certain he's not thrilled about it, Jim, but uh, there were, what, 10 players in the same position, and it's an annual, annual discussion, obviously. Players don't love it. Uh, but organizations have the right to do it. Yeah, and you know he's, you know, already Taylor Moten, who's uh, offensive tackle of the Panthers. He already signed his his franchise tender. I, I don't know what Allen Robinson plans to do because if he doesn't sign it, obviously he can stay away from the off season and workouts and voluntary stuff and and all that. But you just wonder. I I I don't view the tag as as something offensive. I I really don't. You know, because you look how Kirk Cousins benefited. If anything, it's it's his starting point for negotiating, which is a high number uh, mm-hmm. for the receiver in the, in the franchise tag. And so, you know, it's only going to go from there. Now, whether they can work out a long-term agreement prior to uh, July 15th, this is a tool that is allowed by ownership in the NFL, and the players agreed to it. So I don't look at it as a tag as something so bad. You know, you're guaranteed. I just sign it right now in case you got injury. Now you're guaranteed that salary for the entire year. Dak Prescott, he's glad he signed this. Trust me. I've never been discouraged by the attitude of Allen Robinson. So if he signs, I think that he's going to be a great asset to the football team. But like Jeff said, some guys may be in disagreement with the franchise tag. To me, I look at it as a lot of money guaranteed. He's a worker, wants his name to be uh, shiny, and so he'll, he'll continue to do what he needs to do to be a great football player. Coming up next, Bill McGovern, Bears inside linebackers coach here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy. Visit athletico.com to request an appointment in clinic or virtually and start feeling better tomorrow. With Tom Thayer and Jim Miller, two former Chicago Bears, I'm Jeff Joniak with you on Bears All Access with our producer Mike Rankin here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And we welcome to the program the Bears' new inside linebackers coach, Bill McGovern. Bill, thanks for taking the time out tonight. How are you feeling? I feel great, guys. Pleasure to be with you. You got uh, a lot of experience, obviously nearly four decades of coaching and taking a step away last year to become a defensive analyst at Nebraska. What did that time away 
to just kind of look at the game a little differently do for you, and what will it do for you with the Bears moving forward? Well, I think obviously uh, going down there to Nebraska was a great experience. One of the things you got involved with a lot more there in the uh, college game is the quarterback runs. It's much more prevalent in the in the college game. So, uh, you know, just different ideas, different looks to do uh, to give the opposing teams that when they, when they have a guy who can run the quarterback. But it was just something kind of get back to basics, kind of recharge your battery, and just kind of that's why I'm so excited to be here right now. Hey, Coach Bill, um, top there here. Um, I was wondering, you know, throughout your career in college, 24 interceptions altogether, I think 11 as a senior. When you talk about turning a linebacker into an all-three-down linebacker, do you introduce your vision as a former defensive back to to the linebacker in that role? Well, one of the things is, is, as you guys know, the game has gone to a a great deal of passing and then spreading the field using all all areas of the field. So guys have to have an awareness of the pass game. They have to be able to understand route concepts and everything else and have to understand the coverages and how they're going to get attacked by offenses. So it's one of those things that we try and teach those guys right now. The more they know and the more they can do, the more valuable they are. So it's, it's it's a challenge because obviously the offense is going to, it's going to try to stress you every way uh, in every coverage, but it's important if the guys can study it and, and the guys here have been doing a great job of studying in the past of uh, getting to know and getting in position to make a play. Hey, Coach, uh, Jim Miller here, and uh, welcome to Chicago. And let me just ask you, all your years in, in coaching, and here you've coached a lot of great players uh, at the pro level, at the collegiate level, and you know, and players just want to get better. I just know from my – I could have couldn't have cared – who my coach was is just I would know as a player if they make me better uh, at the end of the day. And so, how do you get across and get your points across to players? And how do you get them to respond? What buttons do you need to know how to push? Because every player is different in order to push those buttons. Well, as you guys know, being player, former players, you guys understand, right? It's a relationship business. One of the things you want to know from a coach is, hey, how can you help me get better? How can you extend my career? And, hey, how can you help me hopefully make some more money, you know, but uh, if, if we're playing well? Those are the things the guys are looking for. But to do that, you got to earn your trust. You know, respect is given, but trust is earned. And you really got to do that, and you're just getting to know these guys one-on-one. That, I think, is one of the bigger challenges now with the uh, with the COVID and everything, the way the shutdown is. Uh, you don't have that off-season program to get to know these guys a little bit more in the off-season. You know, you're getting Zoom meetings and stuff like that, but it's uh, – that kind of slows the process down a little bit, but it's one just gaining their trust, getting them to understand that, hey, I'm here for you. I'm here trying to get, help you guys get better. Bears new inside linebackers coach Bill McGovern, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score on Bears All Access. We're out of here for Bulls basketball coming up at 645. They entertain the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Uh, okay, so on this staff and, and even through the, the front office, there's a lot, and I'm saying everybody, there's a, that a corridor of – Jersey, Philadelphia, Central Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, Ohio coaches on this staff. Do you feel right at home here because there's a bunch of you? You're from Jersey, right? No, absolutely. I'm from North Jersey, yes, from Morridale, New Jersey. But it's a great area where I'm from. Uh, love the area. But it, this has been a, a tremendous place to come to. I, I know a number of people here, uh, people who went to college with me at Holy Cross College. A lot of the alumni are out here. So it's been a great experience. Obviously, kind of been bunkered down here in the offices, but uh, I've got a lot of people here that are uh, around and helping me show me how what a great city Chicago is. 
And we, you know, Tommy was uh, being—he kind of glossed over it. He snuck in there, 24 career interceptions. But let's let's tell you, folks, this is a Holy Cross defensive back who set the NCAA Division One AA record in a career and 11 as a senior and All-American. You're a Hall of Famer. You're big time, Bill. Tell us about your playing career a little bit. <laughs> and and you know, you got to throw that. You know, remember the you know Gilbert. Gilbert used to be here on Lovey's staff, and they he had what 42 career interceptions. So the players start calling him 42. They're going to start calling you 24. I don't know about that. But, <laughs> hey, listen, when, when, they, when they looked at when they looked at me in the back end, they just they were throwing it at the worst guy. The other guys around me were that much better, so they figured they'd take their chances with me. Coach, when what is you like? If you have a background, you know, you talked about how defense has changed so much. To me, I think no one is a forty-three and nobody is a thirty-four. It's whatever offensive um, personnel you're facing. Do you have a background in, in a type of defense that you've been raising? Because when I look at your resume, it's one of the most impressive college pro linebacker resumes I've ever seen by a coach. But where do your roots lie? You know, it's, it's a good question because, just like you said, I've kind of grown with the sport in the sense that when I first started out, every, everybody was kind of a 5-2. Then, then it got termed a 3-4. Then it went to a 4-3 everybody went to. Uh, and now it's basically coming down to, as you guys know, you want to present the offense with different presentations on, on different downs. So you don't, they don't get a beat on you and kind of can tee off on you. So you, you got to be able to do a little bit of everything. You can show a bare front. You can do the whole nine yards. So it's one of those things that as we go forward, you know, you just kind of keep evolving and trying to give the, uh, the offense different looks, but, you know, kind of, set the tempo if you can with your defensive style it's my biggest thing is how do we play are we playing smart fast and aggressive well well coach can you break it down without giving too much away just as you mentioned everything's so wide open now but there are you know tendencies of an offense you know just that you know teams that are out there you know they're running the guy say kansas city they're running a guy in motion oh it's a jet sweep oh they're running the same guy in motion oh Patrick Mahomes is faking and running a, a bootleg. They're running a guy in motion. Oh, it's a shovel pass to Travis Kelsey. How you're able to to zone in to, to really get the goals of what you're trying to accomplish when these offenses just look like they're just wide open, but they are giving you tendencies to break down. Right. And that's a credit to the players in the sense that there's the way their study habits are and the way they need to be detailed in their preparation because you have to you have to notice the, every little thing that goes on out there, what, where a guy's aligned, where a guy motions, what kind of speed he's motioning with, if the back is offset further than he normally is. All those things come into play, and you're trying to basically line up and take it away from them. You want to be a sound defense, but you want to take away what they do best. And that's, as you guys know, during the week we study what a team does, what they hang their hat on. We want to try to make them try to, Try to beat us left-handed if they can. All right, we'll let you go, Bill. Last question, though, because you you do know Sean Desai from uh, Boston College days, and what what you know it's, it's an interesting thing because the young guy bringing in a guy who's been in football for four decades uh, into the mix here. What advice do you give a first-time defensive coordinator? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even giving advice. We're here for each other. We're, we're, we're kind of we're kind of using uh, each other as a resource. That's everybody comes together on this. You know, th- there's older guys that we got scars from. Uh, you know, when we've coached and played, that we we understand that some things work well, some things don't work as well. You know, but we, we're trying to help each other, kind of just present the best uh, defense that we can. But uh, Sean, Sean, the one thing you know about Sean is this: he's going to be prepared. 
he's going to have these guys ready to play, and they're going to play for him. Yes, everybody's excited about it indeed, Bill. Thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to meeting you. Great, guys. Looking forward to meeting you. Thanks for having me on. Bears inside linebackers coach Bill McGovern. Uh, before we wrap up, some final thoughts, fellas. Uh, earlier in the show, uh, the breaking news from Brad Biggs from the Tribune. Uh, the Bears reportedly have uh, agreed to terms with kicker Cairo Santos. Let's touch that stone one more time, starting with uh, with Tommy there and uh, going over to Jim. Well, I just think he earned it. You know, this is not something that he's just being gifted. He earned it, and I think that's what you want to see out of every position player. This will be the last time you hear this from me. More kickers need to be in a Hall of Fame. Who decides the outcomes of games more than kickers? (laughs) Quarterbacks. (laughs) Jim, thanks so much. Tom, we'll talk to you next week. Coming up next, Bulls basketball right here on The Score with Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington. Bulls and 76ers coming up. Thanks to Mike Rankin, our producers, Jordan Treadup and Dan Brilli, and our guest, Bill McGovern. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.